There we go. <clears throat> hey, y'all. Happy Friday and welcome back to the ring dish with your wedding planning besties, Angela and Mary. I'm Angela and Mary's with us too. We're so excited to chat with y'all today. Okay. Did you see our new podcast cover art? We got all of our photos back from our branding shoot and it is taking every ounce of self-control not to post all of them at once. Um, but of course we're going to use them for like our website and strategic marketing things. But I really just want to spam all of Instagram with these photos because they're amazing. So I was in a Facebook group the other day and somebody had posted the floral quote that they got from a florist that they had reached out to for their wedding. And basically this person was kind of like mad slash irritated slash flustered slash up in arms about feeling like the quote that they received was astronomically priced and they wanted to post it in the group to ask everybody else like, hey, am I completely getting robbed here? And as a planner, looking at the quote and looking that, you know, the person also posted what they were asking from the florist and the quote was completely reasonable. So we need to talk about some of the things that go into the cost of your florist for your wedding day, especially if some of y'all are looking into florists right now and you're not really sure what to expect as far as pricing. So let's talk about some of the things that will affect the cost of your wedding day florals. Yes. Okay. So the very first thing that we need to talk about is actually the global flower market and or inflation. I'm sure you've noticed an increase in what your groceries are costing and what your everyday essentials are costing. Well, inflation goes across everything. Not only that, but the global flower market relies on what the weather is doing as well. In the summer of 2021, there were floods and all sorts of terrible weather happening. So that affected our fall season brides. And with those effects, it was almost impossible to get white flowers. And white flowers are a classic wedding flower. It doesn't matter the type. We ended up running into a few issues where we had to use faux florals just because, one, you could not get white flowers, or if you could get them, the price went from $3 a stem to $12 a stem. That is probably one of the aspects you might not think about that actually affects the cost of your flowers. Absolutely. And Mary and I were also talking the other day about how back when we started our business in 2020, what you could do then for about $3,000 would cost about $5,000 now. And that is because of the huge changes in inflation and in the flower market in the last three years. And so what used to be the average is not average anymore. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, a bouquet might be $180. And today that same bouquet is running about $250. So just think of that increase that goes across all of your flowers. Absolutely. Another thing that's definitely going to affect your final floral quote is going to be the types of flowers that you choose. So this goes a couple different directions. So if you choose a certain type of flower, you need to make sure that that flower is actually in season for the time of your wedding. Mary, can you refresh my memory? Like, okay, so like peonies, for example, are a super common wedding flower, but there is a time of year where it's absolutely impossible to get peonies. They're always expensive, but like that time of year, they are more expensive. What, remind me, are they in season in May? They're in season in like, 
April, May, and early June, if we're lucky, all other months, you're going to pay extra. But this is also a good reason to have open communication with your florist. Do you like peonies because the peony is your favorite flower? Or do you like peonies because you like the movement and texture the petals give? If your answer is the latter, then there are other flowers that also give you that texture. I hate to say it, carnations will do it. They're a very <laughs> cost-effective flower. I do not like them. That was one of my things for my wedding is I don't care what flowers you use, but I absolutely don't want carnations. However, they have garden roses and spray roses and ranunculus, and those will also give you some similar textures to the peonies. Yes. Yeah. So if you're willing to kind of branch out and work with your florist to achieve the similar vision with not the exact flower, you can save yourself a little bit of money as far as your flowers are concerned. And it does kind of come back to your priorities too, you know? Absolutely. Also, if a peony is something you absolutely want, make them just in your personal florals. So your bouquet, that way you have the look, your bouquet is going to be photographed more often than any other flowers during the day. So have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> <laughs> Have your roses and smell them too, or have your peonies and smell them too. So in that same vein too, like as far as the type of flowers that you're choosing, if your floral vision does not include any greenery or includes a lot of greenery or is somewhere in between, you can expect to pay more when there is less greenery. When there is more greenery, that's more filler for less money. So you can make a lot more volume in bouquets and in centerpieces with more filler for less cost. Whereas if the flowers are the only filler and you're doing no greenery or very little greenery, then it's going to increase the cost of bouquets, centerpieces, etc. Yes. And also let's not forget to talk about guest count here. Guest count is going to include your bridesmaids, your groomsmen, your centerpieces, all that fun stuff. So the more bridesmaids you have, right? If you have three bridesmaids, you can expect to pay maybe $80 per bridesmaids bouquet. But if you have 15 bridesmaids, that astronomically increases what you're paying for flowers, right? Because all your ladies need a bridesmaid's bouquet or a posy or whatever you were having them walk down the aisle with. I think this is a good point to, have we talked about house party before on here? We have in the who should be in your bridal party episode. Awesome. Let's link that here because I think we said it on this episode, but I'm going to say it again. A super cute thing that one of our brides did is she had her bridesmaid and then she had her house party. If you don't know what a house party is, go check out that episode. But her bridesmaids got their normal bouquets and her house party, they got the prettiest real floral rings that they wore on their fingers. I know. I just, I want one of those, like, or actually I want 365 of those like in my fridge so I can wear one every day. Yeah. Right. They were the prettiest. And if you have 15 bridesmaids, y'all, that is a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. That is so many. And if you're looking for a way to not have 
have such a high floral bill at the end of the day, then cut your ladies in half, either keep just family or just your closest friends, put the other five or the other seven in house party. Y'all still get ready together. Y'all still get similar dresses and only bridesmaids will have the bouquets or honestly, give them all bridesmaids title, give them all rings and have the ladies sit instead of stand with you. I honestly like that idea better. To drive home that point, just like Mary said, we are seeing bridesmaids bouquets costing an average of $80 per bouquet. So if you even just have four bridesmaids, that's $360 on bouquets alone. I just wanted to say that one more time because like sometimes I think we don't think all the way through the math of like what 80 times four actually equals. You know, sometimes you think, I don't know, at least when I was getting married, I had no concept of how much flowers would cost. And I thought a thousand dollars would go a lot further than it actually does in real life. That's a great point. And I'm going to take that point and move us into centerpieces. One particular element of weddings that I will always advocate for is table assignments. Why table assignments? One, nobody has to guess who they're sitting by or where they're sitting. But two, you do not have to purchase extra centerpieces. And you're going to ask me, hey, Mary, why do I have to buy extra centerpieces if I only invited 200 people and I'm not doing a seating chart? Well, y'all, let me tell you, your guests are not going to fall exactly in how in those 20 tables that you've set up. You need to add an extra table or two because you're going to have a family of five a family of three and a single person sit at one table and you're going to have extra chairs. So then that couple is going to move on to the next table. Does that make sense? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So like, I mean, people in, unless they are assigned to a table, people don't really understand how to like evenly distribute themselves amongst the tables that are there. So you're going to have a bunch of like random empty one and three and two even sets of chairs around the venue, which translates to you're going to need like two to five extra empty tables for people to seat themselves at. Yes. And then I also want to continue down this road and circle it back to guest count. The higher guest count you have, the more flowers you're going to need across the board. It might not just be centerpieces. Are you doing aisle markers? Well, guess what? More guests, more chairs, more aisles, therefore more aisle markers. Are you doing flowers on your cocktail tables? Guess what? More guests, more cocktail tables, more flowers on the cocktail tables. Are you more having... equals more? That's all there is to it. Like yeah. <laughs> more is more. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, this bleeds into your bar area and your cake. And if you're doing a dessert bar. If you're going to have florals on your bar, you're most likely going to have more than one bar if you have a guest count of 300 people versus if you have a guest count of 150 people. Same with your cake. Your cake is going to be much bigger unless like you follow our advice and do a very conservative cake and do sheet cake in the back, but your cake is going to be much bigger, therefore requiring more florals. If you're doing a dessert table, your dessert table is going to be bigger. More equals more. Yes. I love that. <laughs> That's like the easiest way I know how to explain the math. Like it's just, if you have more, it's going to cost more. Last but not least, let's talk about 
the service that your florist is going to provide. So there's something called a full service florist. And a lot of florists will advertise themselves this way, or you'll see it in their contract. So let's just talk about what that means really quick. If you are unfamiliar Like we host this show because we're sharing wedding industry insight with y'all because we're assuming that you're not wedding planning experts if you're listening to this. That's okay. You're not supposed to be. That's what wedding planners are for. So what a full service florist will do is a full service florist means that, well, this is what it should mean. So double check the contract, communicate with your florist, communicate with your planner, and just make sure that this is what it means. But what it should mean is that your florist is delivering flowers, setting up flowers, moving any pieces that are being repurposed from, for example, like ceremony or cocktail hour to the reception, and then also taking down florals at the end of the night and either tossing or removing the florals or giving them to you and your family. And then also taking with them any hardware that they provided like vases or stands or anything in that genre. That's like a full, possibly 12 hour days worth of work, which is huge. And it's not sitting at a desk work either. It's like backbreaking labor. So that's something else to consider is those are all, I mean, goodness gracious, as a planner, I would love if every single one of our couples hired a full service florist, because you can't even imagine how helpful it is to have a florist doing all of the floral setup, moving any pieces that need to be moved and making sure that it's done correctly and helping with cleanup at the end of the night. Are you kidding me? It's incredible. Oh, it's my favorite. (laughs) Oh, I know. And it's like, like, honestly, if you have a, a full service florist and bussers cleanup is virtually non-existent because all of the flowers and centerpieces are taken care of all of the like plates, cups, and silverware are taken care of. Like you just need somebody to go around and collect personal items and tablecloths. And that's literally it. It's wonderful. Um, well, the busing staff would also do tablecloths. So yeah, it's just right. personal items. Oh my gosh. If your biggest concern, like this is a total sidebar and completely unrelated, but I will say this until somebody listens to me. If your biggest concern is cleanup at the end of the night, full service florist, wedding planner, busing and serving staff. That is all you need. And you won't have to do any cleanup at the end of the night. Okay. Getting off that soapbox for a second. That was a great soapbox. It's one of my favorite soapbox to stand on. (laughs) (laughs) It's a sturdy one. It's a sturdy, sturdy, sturdy soapbox to stand on. Um, but all that to say, like you, a full service florist is a dream come true. You're going to get what you pay for, but you are going to pay for it. You also, if you don't have a full service florist, you're also going to get what you pay for or don't pay for. You see what I'm saying? So keep the number of hours and amount of effort your florist is putting in, in mind when you receive that floral quote back. And perhaps when you're comparing two floral quotes, like if one is more expensive than the other, compare all of the things we've talked about to see if maybe it's because of a discrepancy like that. Like maybe one's full service, maybe one's not. Maybe one has peonies, maybe one doesn't, you know, that kind of a thing. Yes. And you can always ask your florist for side-by-side comparisons. Actually, we just did this for one of our couples. We removed a few items and we asked for a side-by-side invoice comparison. Y'all, in summary, there are so many aspects that will affect the final cost of your flowers. I think the biggest one here for us is again, more equals more. So if you hire that full service planning, if you have a high guest count, if you have a lot of people in your bridal party, if you want more flowers than greenery, you should expect to pay more. 
always though, keep that open communication with your florist. Another thing I want to drive home here as well, make sure the florist that you're hiring is reputable. And the best way to ensure this is by one, reviews that you read, or two, hiring a wedding day professional like a coordinator or a full service planner. They will always have florists that they enjoy working with in their little black book, and they should always be willing to share those names with you. So in summary, more equals more. Until next time, happy planning.